Speaking of our next guest, joining us on the Dr. Glatt Regrow Your Hairline, Tim O'Keefe. Uh, is it safe to call you the uh, hottest, at least the most consistent hot gambler uh, at Gambler I, HQ right now? Joe, it's, it's very kind words. And I, look, I we got a lot of great people here making great picks. I've been fortunate. I've been hot, and it's been good stuff. Yeah, I'm shooting right around that 60% range right now with the Philly Influencer blog and then picks here on the Gambler. So if I can stay at that 60% for the rest of my life, I'm going to be a very happy man. That was such a coach answer. <laughs> Brag about yourself a little bit, my friend. You're hot. You're you're well, I, doing you're doing better than everybody else. Well, like you said, I got the coach answer because I got my I got coaches here standing all by me. They're holding up whiteboards. I'm reading off the cue cards right now. So just to be clear, just for everyone, for everyone out there. <laughs> oh, you got to give yourself a if I, hey. If I was hitting at your rate, I'd be bragging from the rooftops about everything. Oh, very kind words, sir. Much appreciated. Hey, hopefully we got some more winners tonight with us uh, for us tonight. Let's you know what. Let's stay hot. Let's keep it going. And yeah, know what? Let's let's keep this train rolling. That's why you're on. <laughs> I can only I can only pull so many winners out here. We're we're kind of right. give everybody as much as they can. Absolutely. Hey, know what? But it's a team effort here at the Gamblers. You know, we get great minds. Multiple great minds are better than a single one. So yeah, hey, I'm, let's let's get into it, man. I'm ready to go. I'm amped <laughs> up. We got baseball, I, look. I'm NBA. I'm fired up listening to you. We we got to have you know. Forget Sean Brace is my hyped man. I'm just gonna carry you around as my hyped man now. I, I like your energy, sir. Nine twenty eight at night. Joe, I'm, I'm looking for a side gig, so I'm all in for If you need hype man at any point, I'm all in. You're doing your college basketball. You're doing some college basketball or soccer shows. You need someone to just like two minutes beforehand to amp up, like, let's go. I will more than happily be there. You can be my human smelling salt, sir. Uh, going on to the, uh, quickly to the MLB slate. There's three games uh, about to start out on the West Coast. Uh, Rangers-Angels, Giants-D-backs, and Mariners-A's. Former Phillies legend Cole Irvin is on the mound. The Mariners are awful. I do believe they won last night, but Frankie Montas had 11 strikeouts in that game for the A's. I mean, do you even trust Seattle kind of get to get back to back wins? Or you just kind of fade them uh, with, with Oakland and Irvin? I guess he's been consistent enough for the A's on the mound. Yeah, in a surprising turn of events, again, I was coming into the season, I was like, wait, Cole Irvin somehow made the starting rotation for the A's. I'm just going to bet against this guy each time and make some money. And I think for the first two starts of the year, it works. But to be fair, it wasn't really Irvin's fault. He just happened to be losing games because the A's started off terrible to start the season. But, yeah, he's been a solid pitcher. I know his record's 3-5. and five. ERA in the mid-threes, which is, look, I mean, I think we'd be – Dying, I can't believe I'm about to say this. I think we'd be dying for that on the Phillies right now at a four or five <laughs> rotation spot. Um, so yeah, you got guys like Cole Irvin and Nick Pavetta who are just rubbing it in our faces right now, having great seasons. But yeah, Cole Irvin's been very solid. And you know, on the other side, I look at this matchup, and we got Logan Gilbert going for Seattle, who top prospect for them in the in ter- top pitching prospect, I should say. And he's got a lot of good arm talent, but I. He has not figured it out yet at the major league level. He will eventually. It's just that young guys are going to go through some bumps and bruises. But, yeah, I mean, pitching matchup-wise, I really obviously like Irvin's a better pitcher in this matchup going against Gilbert, and the A's lineup is better. Uh, Like you were mentioning before, you know, can you trust Seattle? They did win last night, but they lost six in a row before that. 
they're they're in a rebuilding phase. Everyone knows that. They got Kelnick up here. Like I just said, Logan Gilbert, another top prospect up here. So they're going to have some bumps and bruises this year. Um, personally, my favorite play as I'm looking through this game, I, li- I like them under 3.5 runs for the Mariners. Again, the offense just doesn't scare me. No one's in there that I'm really nervous about. And I, it hurts me to say this. I, I now kind of trust Cole Irvin to give me a decent outing. Not anything lights out. You're not going to get a big strikeout number. But I kind of trust him to keep it steady, especially against a bad lineup here in Seattle. The A's uh, plus 110 on the run line, minus 180 on the money line. So you're, you're giving up a lot of juice there. Uh, over under 8.5. Uh, as you mentioned, though, the, the, the team totals uh, are skewed in favor of Oakland because of how... Uh, how you know the disparity in these two lineups um anything else in these other two games i think uh, anytime the angels are out there i think you know the shohei otani home run prop uh it's sitting at plus 320 tonight that's always intriguing to everyone um but but anything on on these other two games that that piques your interest yeah, Joe, so I, I will go out there to Anaheim with you. And first off on the Shohei prop, I do love me some Shohei. He's what he's, he's the most electric player, one of, I'll say. I don't want to say the one of the most electric players we've seen in a long time. And he's finally put it together this year. And it's awesome. The dude, he can throw it 100 miles an hour. He can hit it 115. Just absolutely electric. But now sticking with that game, now looking at it overall, we see in this matchup right now, I'm looking, and it's, Rangers are coming in as pretty big dogs at plus 160, and the Angels right now I'm looking on uh, Park Sportsbook, and it's minus 186. So that's, that's a lot of juice for the Angels. And I, I, don't, I can't quite figure out why as I'm looking through this. Our pitching matchup, you got Hyung Jung Yang going for Texas versus Andrew Heaney for the Angels. And neither one of those names is really scary or intimidating on either side. But I actually think Yang's a better pitcher so far this year. He doesn't go deep into games. He's usually only four to five innings max. But he's, his ERA is mid-threes. He has not let up a ton of runs in any start. I think it's three. The three was the most in any appearance so far this year. Whereas on the other side, Andrew Heaney has an ERA low fives and just has not figured it out yet this year. Obviously, Mike Trout's going to be out for a couple months, and that's the best hitter in either of these lineups. The only other hitter in either lineup right now that's scaring me is Shohei. So I got one player in Shohei that's like, all right, here's a guy that could like change. Obviously, anyone can hit a home run at any point, but a guy that I actually really need to watch out for. Everyone else in either lineup, there's no one that's really killing it or on fire. I mean, the lineups in total just don't scare me. So when I put those, all those points together, I give slight pitching edge to the Rangers with, with maybe a slight uh, lineup edge to the Angels. I don't know why I would pay a minus 168 on the money line to get the Angels here. Mm-hmm. I like the Rangers a plus 160, mainly because it's just a value play. I think this game's a coin flip, and if you're going to give me a coin flip at one and a half times, I will take that side every time. So that's where I'm eyeing up. I like the Rangers here at plus 160. Interesting. I wouldn't have gone that angle because I know they, they strike out in an incredibly incredibly high pace, but uh, I like where your brain's at. Uh, just to give everybody an update, Jason Tatum, not like it matters, but was ruled out after being poked in the eye. Uh, it's 117-95. to 95. All the starters are out. 645 left in the fourth. We are officially, not like we haven't been already, but counting down to these two games, uh, late night out on the West Coast, Lakers, Suns, and Mavs, Clippers. Uh, I'll start with the Lakers. Uh, I threw this out to Mark Drumheller earlier. I think this is a LeBron game. Uh, I think this is just a Lakers money line, bet LeBron props, uh, you name it. 
Am I right or wrong? So, my how about history is absolutely on your side. I, I heard you break it down earlier where it is. Like, the Lakers haven't been great in game one because they, they bounce back in game twos and dominate. And just look, LeBron in the playoffs is a great record overall, not just with the Lakers, just overall in his career against the spread. Like, he's been a very good playoff player. We all know that. We know his success. There is something in my gut here that I. It's tough for me to go against this Suns team that they are, they've been a better team all year, except for maybe that beginning stretch when the Lakers, before all the injuries happened with LeBron and Anthony Davis. Then the, the Lakers, for me, haven't quite figured it out since those injuries kind of happened. Obviously, we know LeBron in the playoffs is a scary thing. So I'm not, of course, they have a shot. I, my gut is still telling me I'm liking the Suns in this spot. But I don't personally. I'm not playing the game. Is the answer? Mm-hmm. I, I, if you're making me call it, I'm going Suns because they've just been the hotter team overall. Which I, I'm not buying in that LeBron's 100% healthy. We know his comments earlier in the season where he said he's not sure if he'll ever be 100% again. And while I, I don't want to like take that at face value, he's probably just speaking a little bit like, "Hey, I'm not 100% right now," and who knows? But he hasn't fully turned it back on yet. He's been very good, but I haven't seen like that LeBron full takeover kind of mode, maybe a little bit there towards the end of that Warriors game, but it took him a while to get going. And then Anthony Davis last night got beat out by DeAndre Ayton, or not last night, in game one. And, of course, look, I think that'll switch a little bit throughout the series. I'm not expecting DeAndre Ayton to put up those numbers every night. But if he's going to be comparable to Anthony Davis, then I think L.A.'s in a lot of trouble. I'm gonna st- I am just really interested to watch this one. If I actually had a play in it, I think I'm going to go with the over because I know it was very low scoring last game. And I think both teams are feeling each other out, and now we're going to get a little more pace coming in this one, especially as I think the Lakers are going to come out. They might come out very hot to try to send a message. So I think I'm liking the over as my play. But if you're making me call the game, I'm going to lean Suns, but I'm not going to be shocked at all if you're right and LeBron just does a LeBron game with a 35-point triple-double and the Lakers win by 10. I won't be surprised at all. So when you look at the Aiton prop is is very intriguing because it's at even money at DraftKings Sportsbook over – 14 and a half. We're talking to Tim O'Keefe here on the Dr. Glett Regler hairline here on the line change on Fox Sports Radio, The Gambler. 14 and a half at even money after the game he had. Uh, it's a very intriguing number. I know we've been bitten, uh, at least the people that were going after the, the hot players from game one. Uh, we'll call this the mellow effect, where that was a, a very hot prop last night. Uh, if you were to. You know, dabble in, in this is player prop market. Do do you have enough faith in anyone outside? You know, the superstars this has been our, our theme the last two nights. Is can you trust anyone outside the stars uh, to get a, a player prop to cash? So it is a really good question because I think there's a lot of opportunity for a few guys out there. The guy that the number is just so low on, and I think he's going to get enough court time. I, I look at Kyle Kuzma as we're looking on drafting. Don't, do Don't do I, it. Don't do it. Don't do it. I know. But if he's getting so much court time, and I think it's going to be a little higher scoring, 6.5 is just such a – Joe, it's just tempting. I'm, you're asking me the question if I'm looking outside the stars. <laughs> I, I think i got to go over 6.5 with Kuzma, but I, I do I, – the little voice in the side, back of my head is saying the same thing that you were just saying in my ear, which is that, come on, you know better. You know better. Don't do it. But that's the one that's jumping out at me as I'm looking at the sheet. I'm like, come on, 6.5 out of Kuzma. I think you can get there. Um, so that would be my play, especially when I think tonight's going to be a little more high scoring than the other night. And I don't think it's all just going to come out of the stars. And I think guys like Kuzma, you're going to get up 
closer to eight ten. That's what I'm hoping. That that's my play out of the guys that I'm looking to on the bench there. You're brave. You're very brave. <laughs> uh, there, there's one thing I've learned betting and, and watching Lakers games in the last few weeks is uh, Kuzma and KCP. You have to get in the absolute right spot for yep. them to cash. And look, I understand that the six and a half, it's it's intriguing, but uh, it's also there for a reason. Oh, yeah. So uh, I like your logic. I, I'm not going to hate on the pick. I, I just, I have a lot of scar tissue. That... And Joe, I got you. I fully <laughs> get you, and you're right. The line, the not, the the line that you just said where the line is there for a reason is usually 100% true, and normally that would scare me off of here. And But I, I'm looking around, there's there's just nothing else that's really jumping out at me, like, hey, this guy I definitely feel is going to go over. And I see, I just think it's going to be a higher-scoring game, and therefore I'm getting a little more production out of Kuzma than I've gotten recently. And I, I'm thinking tonight could be one of those spots. If the Lakers are going to win, they're going to need guys like Kuzma to put up a couple points here. And that's why I'm leaning over the 6.5. But I, like, it's, it's going to be ugly holding your breath for a lot of the game when you're just rooting for two or three <laughs> shots to go down. Hey, look, it, it could happen. I mean, Blake Griffin had, what, seven, eight points tonight? Uh, anything's possible. <laughs> Absolutely, exactly. That's why we call it gambling. Anything could happen, and that's why it's fun. <laughs> so uh, going to the, this Mavs-Clippers game, uh, we talked to Mark Drumheller earlier. He was on the, the Mavs in, in the first half, and uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they cover at seven. I think we're still giving a little too much respect to the Clippers and oh, – maybe the, the names they have on that roster. Uh, what's your read on this game? Is the number too high? So let, I'm going to break down game one a little bit for a second, because this is, I think, really important that I didn't even fully realize. So looking through game one, like we knew Luke was going to get his. He puts up 31 points, and Chris Stapps puts up 14, which he that's underwhelming for him, but it was enough where they obviously got it done. The thing that impressed me with Dallas is I look across the board – they had three other players get 15 or more points with Jalen Brunson, Tim Hardaway Jr., and Dorian Finney-Smith. Now I look at the Clippers, and I'll be honest, like coming into the playoffs, I actually liked where the way things were lining up a little bit for the Clippers because I thought I was going to like this first-round matchup against Dallas, and then I didn't mind them getting that Jazz draw in the second round, assuming if they could win this past this first series. But I look at that game one, and you don't want to read too much in just one game, but it was a little concerning where, Kawhi and Paul George got theirs to an extent where Kawhi got 26, Paul George at 23. But they didn't have any other player score over 11 points, and that, that's concerning. You need some other scoring if you're going to win the playoffs besides just your two stars. Like They don't have a big three, and you, it's not that you need a big three to win in this league. Like we saw it last year. The Lakers did it with AD and LeBron. That's a big two, and then you have a good supporting cast around them. But there wasn't that. There, they don't necessarily have a guy that jumps out as the guy that's going to be able to put up 15 to 20 on any given night. So they're going to need some guys to step up in this series. So now jumping back into tonight, I, I think I'm kind of withdrawing you there. I, I think it's a big number where if you're making me call it, I think the Clippers win the game because I just don't, I think Kawhi is one of those guys similar to LeBron where I do give respect to, and I don't know if he's going to let, especially at home go down too well, but seven points is a lot of points. So that, that makes me a little bit nervous, especially when Luka is, the, in my opinion, the up-and-coming star of the league. I think he's, uh, the, when whenever LeBron retires, for me personally, the next guy I'm going to be watching is Luka. I know Zion's right there, too. I think Luka's a little more exciting for me personally. But, hey, they're both 
They're both going to be stars for a while in this league. So I don't want to disrespect Luke either. They can come out. Like, I think the Mavs line there getting seven, it's going to be a very close game tonight, so therefore give me the seven points. I, I think Clippers edge it out, but it's too many points for me. I'm with you. I'm, give me the seven. Do you trust Paul George? So trust is such an interesting word. Um, <laughs> I I believe that throughout the playoffs he will average twenty plus, but I do th- I, I look he he was formerly playoff P, and I we all remember the Indiana Pacers days where I remember him challenging those LeBron Cleveland teams, and it was like man, you know what? He's got some stuff here. This is pretty electric. And now it seems like he's just a shell of that former self. I know he's had those injuries. He he does disappear. It seems like in big moments it does. Like I. I it's he put up 23 points in the first game, which that's not you need more than that from him for the type of money he's getting paid and what they expected out of this team, especially when he's not going to stuff the stat sheet in other areas like rebounds or assists. Like he'll, he'll get some, but it's not like he's going to be a triple double threat really anywhere consistently. So I trust him to average 20 points a game, and I sadly for the Clippers they're going to need more than that if they're going to get further in the playoffs. So what you're saying is he'll have a decent game, but over 26.5 points is just too much for your liking. I, I'm not going over that. I agree. Like, How about this? Throughout this whole series, he will have a game where he scores over that number. Mm-hmm. But each I think if that, if that line stays where it is for each game, you will do much better betting on the under throughout this series than the over. So, yeah, I am with you. I would go under 26.5 tonight. Uh, yeah, I don't fully... Trust, I, I, he'll explode in one game. So if you bet it every game, I think you're okay. You'll, you'll lose once. So I'm with you. I'm going that under 26 and a half. And see, that's the intriguing part of this line is it's even money at over, uh, sorry, it's, it's plus 110, not even money uh, at, at over 26 and a half. So there's the, the bait dangling for you. And like you said, you know he's going to have one game. He's not going to go off in the entire series based off what he's done with the Clippers, and he has another superstar on his roster in Kawhi Leonard. Yep. So the bait's there. It's dangling. I don't know if I, I take it, though. I agree with you. I, I, I think everybody's kind of spot on with their their Paul George analysis. I don't, I don't see anybody out here uh, bragging about him being uh, a 30-point guy in this series. No, it's a, it's kind of a... I don't want to say a shame. It's not like I have any uh, uh, affection for Paul George, but he was like one of those guys that used to be like really electric to watch. And he's not that old yet. It does seem like he's just fallen into the background a little bit. He's a number two star on a team that should be a title contender yet. You just don't think of him that way. Like the other number twos in the league, when I look around like Anthony Davis, like that's scary. Like I, I think like let's go to Brooklyn. You got James Harden or Kyrie, whoever you want to say is the two there for me. It's Harden. But he's just not up at that caliber. And for the Clippers to really be a title contender, that's what they need him to be. I did say I did kind of like the Clippers coming into the playoffs just because I kind of like the matchups. I didn't. I, I still think Dallas overall is too young to really advance very far. And similar concerns I have about Paul George, I have about Chris Stapps in terms of how good he can be as a true number two on a team that goes really deep. Obviously, one of these two teams is going to advance and get to the next round. And then I had the same concerns about Utah because I – I, I, it's weird to me. I know they're the one seed, but they feel like a week one. And obviously we saw that in the game one so far. I, I think they'll get out of that series with the Grizzlies because Donovan Mitchell coming is coming back. But I think that could go six or seven games still. 
Um, and now, now I'm diving around a little bit, but yeah, this all comes back to, <laughs> I, yeah, I'm with you. I don't trust Paul George, and it's the Clipper for Clippers Nation out there. If anyone's listening, I'm sorry because it's going to be tough if you can't trust him to expect this team to go far. No, I agree. And look, I know they were trying to play matchup maker in the final few games of the regular season, but I don't think it's going to end up going in their favor. I, I think this game or the series probably goes, you know, as as far as any in the first round, just because. You know Kawhi is going to step up and win a few games for the Clippers, but uh, you yep. also know Luka's on the other side. And look, uh, like you said, he's one of the guys, if not the guy, uh, that's going to carry this league moving forward. Yep, completely agree. And one of the big things I'm going to be watching tonight is the rumor came out that Kawhi is going to primary guard Luka, which thinking about it, I'm like, why wasn't that the plan coming into the series? That kind of seems obvious to me when I think about it, but... That's going to happen tonight, supposedly based on the rumors we're seeing out. And I'm curious to see if that can help contain Luka. And obviously, look, 31 points isn't like a shocking number for him. He's an NBA superstar, one of the best scorers in the league. But if all of a sudden you're holding Luka down to like in the mid-20s and Kawhi's able to cut off some of his passing and he's not getting up those assist numbers as well and just limiting that Mavericks offense, maybe that could be the swinging point in the series that the Clippers need. It's not that you're going to get a ton out of Paul George in order to force your way up with the two with the top two stars, but it's you're able to limit the Mavericks star because you have one of the best defensive players in the game in Kawhi. Maybe that's the Clippers out. So that's the um, that is something I'm definitely gonna be watching tonight is that Kawhi on Luka matchup with seeing how good Kawhi can hold and shut him down. Did you think at the start of the night you'd be seeing Tremont Waters and Mike James going head to head in the fourth quarter in the final minute of the Celtics Nets game? <laughs> I, I can't say I predicted it, but as a, I did back the Nets, so I'm very happy to see it. Like, this is fine. Like, I'm all in. It's, it's a blowout. Get the backups in. I'm feeling that means my night went well. So I'm happy to see it. Can't say I predicted it, though. I'm happy to see it for everybody who bet. And look, I bet James Harden over one and a half threes, even though it was minus 200. That was kind of a, a bankroll builder bet, and uh, it worked, yep. out, worked out in my favor. Uh, real quick to the Sixers tomorrow. Uh, because we're going to start really grinding into that matchup. A, can they cover? And then B, what is your ideal number for Ben Simmons to score if there is one? Sure. So the first answer, yes. I, I'm actually expecting them to cover, if I'm being honest. Because I think like the Wizards came into game one. And I think part of their plan was try to get Joel Embiid into foul trouble, which if you're, you're an AC going up against a one, obviously the matchup's not in your favor. You're going to have to pull out some tricks. And I think they, and they obviously succeeded. They got Embiid in foul trouble early. I think there's going to be some adjustments on the Sixers' side and just Joel knowing he can't let that happen. So I'm getting more Embiid time in the game. And they still won by seven last game. So if I'm getting more Embiid, I think that's going to, one, improve the Sixers' offense because we know he's hugely important to the offense. But two, oh, now maybe even more importantly, he's going to help limit the Wizards' offense because so much of the Wizards were just driven by Russ getting really clean lanes to uh, lane to the bucket. And if Embiid's out there, those lanes just usually don't exist because he's as good as he is offensively. He's one the, still one of the best defensive players in the league, and I think that's going to have a huge impact. So yes, I think they can cover the number, and I'm leaning that way tomorrow. I think they take care of business. And going back for Ben Simmons scoring, my ideal number is I. I, I want to minimum. I need him in double digits. I think that's what I say. I am on the. If you're going to give me the 15 rebounds, 15 assists he gave me, and play elite defense like he does, 
I, I'm not one of the people that are still going to be clamoring for the scoring, like needing the 17, 18, 19. I, seeing you in single digits, I, that, that's a little tougher to swallow. But, again, I, I'll be okay. If they're winning the game and he's doing his role, 15 assists, 15 rebounds, I'll be fine with it. But you're asking me my ideal Simmons number. I need I, need is the – I'm going to say need, but that's probably a bad <laughs> word. I hope he's in double digits. So give me 10-plus. So what you're saying is don't look at his scoring prop yet or at least until uh, the Knicks show up in the second round. That's probably my <laughs> gut. Uh, again, honestly, like, I'm not going to be surprised if he goes over that 13-and-a-half. You know, he heard the – Ben is one of those guys I do think – I think he's had some comments saying he doesn't listen to what people are saying about him, which usually means you're one of the guys that are listening to people what people are saying about you. That's the perfect so, tell, right? Yep, exactly. That's the absolute tell because it means you know what's happening. And he might, you know, want to show up in this one and get those over 13 and a half. Uh, I'm probably staying away from it personally. Like, I'm not saying I love the under and I'm not going to bet against it. Personally, I'm not betting against the Sixers in a playoff series because that's what's going to make me sick if I see the team doing great and all of a sudden I'm like, ugh, Simmons scored. But I'm not ready to go for the over yet either. I'm going to hope he gets the double digit scoring wise just for the, to eliminate some of that narrative in case, because if I, it bothers me because the guy is an elite player, elite defense. We saw some of those passes in that first game, incredible. And he has so much talent and brings so much to the team. But, yeah, you get, get me up to a little higher scoring number, and that way that narrative can start to go away with the team winning. I just want to see him score just to see the narrative go away because he, he, he does so much on yeah. all ends of the court where I think the energy that we spend debating – what the number should be or, or how much he's scoring kind of devalues what he's actually doing on the floor. I think that's what everybody got caught up in after Sunday afternoon. It, 100%, Joe. I can't agree more. Like In this city, like we obviously each player you talk about in, in all sports, not just the Sixers, you talk about what they do well and what they do poorly. And I feel like more than anyone, Ben Simmons, it's like 90% poorly, even though the guy's been a multiple-time all-star and is just he's an elite player for us. And I think more than anybody else in the city, and really in recent memory, he, he just gets talked about so negatively, and he brings so much to the table. And But we're not the one seed without Ben Simmons. We might be down by the – we're probably, if we're lucky, the four. I know Embiid had a great year, and we might – but he was missing a lot of games. I think we're lucky to be the four seed without Ben Simmons. Might even be lower than that. So the guy does not get enough appreciation, and he is an elite player. But I'm with you. The, the narrative, it doesn't have an impact on the game, but it just bothers me, and it takes away from what I want to talk about, which is how good this team is. So, yeah, let's get, let's get the scoring up, Ben, just to help us help me out. Help Tim O'Keefe and Joe Tanzi out by just scoring a couple more points. <laughs> Tim O'Keefe joining us here on the Dr. Glatt Regrow, your hairline. Before you get out of here, Tim, and enjoy these two uh, games, and I hope you've had some coffee or a nap or both. What are your surefire locks? You need one play from each or, or two plays from one game. What are your favorite plays on, on these two games tonight? On these two games for basketball, uh, my, my favorite play in basketball, and honestly, I see the line going up in the first one, which I'm talking about the Lakers, and that makes me feel a little bit better about it because it means the smart money's with me. I got in a little earlier at 210. I like the over on the Lakers game, so oh, it's now to 11 and a half. I'll still take it. Give me over there. And, you know, it's 
It's a tough one there with Dallas. If you're making me call it, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna stick with Dallas plus seven. It's gonna be a closer game. Give me the Mavericks plus seven. Don't love that one as much. I really like that Lakers over. The the next one, I, I'm gonna go with the Mavericks plus seven because I think it's gonna be a really good game down to the wire. Everybody's on the Mavericks tonight. That's not a good sign. Sometimes. No, that's scaring me, Joe. That's scaring me. <laughs> so at least when I'm in the studio with Sean Brace, whenever we're on the the same pick, uh, it, it's usually a, a bad sign. So hopefully, uh, the the vibes and and the the good gambling juju is uh, different with a different combination of people in here and on the air because uh, there are a lot of people in our our gambler HQ that would uh, benefit greatly from the Dallas Mavericks winning or at least covering tonight. Absolutely. Hey, you know what? Let's all do the, uh, I don't know, get on the lucky sock. We'll do, we'll do like a summoning circle for the, for Dallas to cover. How about exactly. that? <laughs> Tim, That's always a plan to me. Tim, always a pleasure. Thank you for joining us. And, and look, let's hope we, uh, we either stay up later or wake up with a, with a Dallas cover at, at minimum tonight. Joe, sounds like a plan, sir. Thanks for having me. Awesome, man.